Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to He's taken another one, and another, and Howard Foster has stopped it! Wow! That is going to be controversial! That's a crunching right hand, and that must finish it! It must finish it! Taylor trying to catch himself, using his jab, eats a right hand! Another right hand, and he goes down! Good evening, everybody. Thanks for listening to Raps on TV podcast. We're here discussing the latest news in boxing. I'm here with Inam and Dinaz. Inam, you want to say hello? Yeah, hi, everybody. Just want to say thank you for dialing in and to those guys that called in last week as well and uh, being very interactive on our social media. Hey, guys. Good to be back. You can call me Mystic D today because any of you that listened last week know I predicted this, but let's carry on and let's go straight into Kovalev and Ward. So Mystic D, as you um, quite rightly said that there could be a potential for Trilogy last week um, yeah. and we had a cracking fight. We're going to dive straight into it. Um, so we had Ward versus Kovalev over in Las Vegas fighting for the light heavyweight championship. So guys, what did you think? And um, what, what was your thoughts on this? Well, um, this is uh, something that people, boxing fans, have been waiting for weeks. You know, it's left the boxing community polarised on both sides. Everybody's trying to guess what's going to happen. Is Kovalev going to knock out Ward or Ward's supreme intelligence going to overcome that? Um, I thought it was just a fantastic build-up to the fight. Um, controversial ending, a uh, lot to talk about that. And, um, yeah, it's just, just a you know intriguing fight overall. Yeah, and Dinaz? Uh, I agree. I also thought it was a controversial ending. I've heard a lot of people call it a robbery. I'm not too sure I agree with that. But, um, yeah, it was definitely a fight for the ages. And more than anything, as you know, I'm happy that there's... In my opinion, there has to be a rematch. So that, you know, those rematches usually lead to a trilogy. So Yeah, so no, so just touching on the fight. Um, so we, we started off as two, three... We had to start watching the undercard. Four o'clock, the fight started. And then second round, that's the best way to put it. Ward got <laughs> knocked down. Very rarely have we seen that. I think, speaking for myself, I was on the edge of my seat thinking, wow, what is going to happen here? And um, he went on to win the fight. Um, to talk about the scoring on how I saw the fight, um, personally, uh, I gave the first two rounds to Kovalev. Then I think the third round, I think Ward just edged it. And then I, in between... And I'll talk about those rounds later on. I thought they were very close. But overall, I had scored the fight 114-113 in the favour of Ward. That was my personal scoring. Inam? Yeah, I heard a very similar kind of thing. And when I saw Ward go down, I mean, you know, Coach, I was like a big Ward fan. My heart just went to my mouth. I'm like, oh, my God. And um, <laughs> the way Kovalev uh, started those first two, first two rounds, for me, I thought, this guy's too big for Ward. That yeah. was my He did impression. look much bigger compared yeah. to the weigh-in on a Friday, yeah. right? Yeah, and I just thought, is he going to get overwhelmed or is that supreme intelligence this guy's got going to come round? And I think it did. You know, third round, I think he'd adjusted, got his range just about right. And uh, yeah, it just took control. For me, he took control for the for the rest of the fight. You know, his range was really, really good. His in fight, in fight, inside of fighting was was better than Kovalev's. I thought, <laughs> and I, I thought, I mean, I thought he won by two rounds at least. Okay, so what? One fifteen, one thirteen. Uh, one fourteen, one twelve. Yeah. One twelve. Okay, perfect. And Dinaz? That's interesting because I have the same score. Yes. But for the other guy. 
Kovalev. Yeah. Wow. I had it. Uh, I think I had rounds one to four all for Kovalev. Okay. And then after that, they more or less alternated. Yeah. So five went toward, six went to Kovalev. Um, I was really impressed by the way Ward closed the gap and rallied at the end, but I just thought it was too little too late. Um, but you guys can imagine, because we didn't watch the fight together, but you guys can imagine I was just licking my chops thinking... There's going to be a rematch. We're going to see this again. <laughs> you wasn't bothered about the result in terms of... I mean, that's, just like, that's right. how I am but as, a, as a fan of any combat sport. Mm-hmm. I don't really look for uh, for my favourite fighters and stuff. Obviously, I have the guys I like to watch, but I'm not too fussed about records. I'm a fan of Ward. I'm a fan of Kovalev. That will never change. I just want to see these fights. We, yeah. We've been... You know, after the Pacquiao Mayweather fight, how many people were talking about a rematch in terms of anything other than money? Yes. People were just like, wow, he made... I think it was like 300 million. Yep. Let's do it again. This is different. People are saying that was a r- wicked fight. Yep. Let's do it again. Let's let's see these two, you know, it's like the uh, unstoppable object versus the immovable force. And 100%. Really, that, more than anything, that fight was amazing. Yeah, and just touching on what you said around the rematch and why people are calling for it. I think you're very right. People are calling for this rematch because they want to see the technical ability of both boxers. For me... There wasn't really a loser, okay? Somebody's got an L on the record um, because they were both undefeated going into this fight. But I think they both came out with a massive amount of credits. Um, I think the community is very much split a lot down to what you like and what you perceive as winning points and a lot as people recognising being able to steal points and be able to get yourself back into a fight. So for me, I think both of them uh, have secured their legacy and I can only hope that the rematch happens. So in terms of the fight, you know, do you guys want to tell me which rounds outside of the second round you thought was key? You know, the second round we know was Kovalev, knocked down. Outside of that, where did you? what round did you see secure the decision for the fighter, if any? Um, I mean, I thought from round five, six, on, six onwards, mm. I just thought Ward had just taken control. You know, I really didn't see what, what Kovalev was doing to, to start winning these rounds. So for me, it was around that kind of time time of the fight that the fight started changing the um, favour of Ward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Dinez? Um, for me, <laughs> more than anything... The uh, maybe you guys can refresh me on what round it was, but I call it the battle of the bolo punch. Tenth round. Tenth round. Yes. I mean, what was it? Five a.m. Nearly yes. by that point, <laughs> and I've just seen these two. We were calling Ward like a technical boxer. Yes. He threw that half bolo punch and then jam. He ate. He <laughs> ate a jab, and yeah. you know, I thought that was actually quite a telling point to the yeah. fight because. Ward was clearly getting more confident. Um, he was dropping his hands. You know, he was doing a lot more slips and becoming more evasive. But there was a bit of arrogance in that move, and Kovalev just yeah, you can't punched him in the face <laughs> and listen, said, "Stop that." One yeah. thing that you should you should know when you're facing someone like Kovalev, he's not going to be like put off by those you know mm. flashy Sugar Ray moves. Yes, um, it's a bit out of character for Ward as well. Um, I can't remember. I think I heard Virgil Hunter getting his ear about a bit about that but um yeah i don't think he'll be doing that in the rematch no, 100%. and there will be a rematch okay yeah <laughs> I, I just want to add um you know like i saw i saw the interview they done with sky after the fight and um what he was saying is towards the end of the fight he could see um kovalev's uh, psychological strength starting to wane mm-hmm. 
And, you know, we've never seen Ward do stuff like that. So I'm thinking, like, why is he doing this? And for me, I think he was doing it just to frustrate Kovalev even more. Yep. You know, just to wind him up, you know, so when he's angry, he's not thinking. If he's not thinking, he's not punching. You know, yeah, yeah so that's, yeah, it's a, it's a great point. 100%. And I think one of, another interesting thing about that fight was the way, I think if you look at who won rounds, I think it's clear to, for me, Kovlev won rounds more convincingly in terms of when he let go with a one-two or a jab. I think he landed those shots and Ward was kind of taken aback and you and you, you could see that. Whereas Ward was being able to nick it by being very clever, jab to the body, stops Kovalev moving forward. You know, he gets up close, clinches, uppercuts to the body, um, throwing hooks to the head. And I felt that's where the accumulation of those kinds of punches won him the points. Um, but, you know, that was a, a, a great fight. Um, as Dinner said, we look forward to the rematch. So I can see we've got a couple of callers on the line. So in terms of callers, number 561, 561, we're coming out to you now. Hello, 561? Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? Hi, I can hear you. Who, who are we speaking with? Uh, you're speaking to Cedric. Hi, Cedric. Doing, Cedric from last week? From last week, yes, indeed. Good, good. I'm glad you could call back because we do you have we do have you as a, a Kovalev uh, prediction. And um, mm -hmm. tell me what you thought about the fight. Um, well, to be perfectly honest, my initial thought uh, was... Uh, I actually thought it was a. I actually thought it was a Kovalev win, mm -hmm. and um, I think my first comment to anyone was um, probably something along the line of "effing um, Nevada Athletic <laughs> Commission." Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Um, no, but the reason for that being that watching it initially or watching it first time, the way that I'd actually watched it, and I was watching the uh, HBO coverage. From my perspective. Um, I pretty much had seen it as 6-6, six, six, um, but with the knockdown, I actually saw it to, uh, to Kovalev. Mm -hmm. I think that he did go to sleep, um, after, especially after the, the fifth round. He, he, he didn't do all of that much. Uh, but again, it, it, it's a question of fine margins. Any, anyone who I've who had actually spoken to or had seen, or any interviews I'd seen afterwards, I think it's one of those few fights in life whereby... Uh, the community was so divided in terms of what they saw and how they had actually scored it. Yeah, 100%. So, obviously, you've said you've given it to Kovalev. Do you want to see a rematch? Um, I think I do, because this wasn't decisive enough for me. I don't think that the margins were were, were definitive enough to, to, war, uh, to, to for us to suddenly be able to move on from that fight. I think there's still a lot to be proved. I think that... Uh, both Ward and Kovalev need to get back in the ring and actually uh, probably have a more um, definitive fight. Mm. And maybe even a third one. I mean, it could simply be that the margin between these two fighters are so small. I mean, a lot of people, whilst they respected Kovalev, didn't probably think that he had the fight IQ, which he did manage to display in, in, in large parts during this fight. And a lot of people also thought that Ward was probably going to, you know, outclass him massively. And I'd heard that argument being made. And after having watched the fight, it's very close. It's, it's incredibly close. 100%. Definitely a need for another one. So who wins? Um, in the second one, I think, I know I've said this before, but I think I'm going to go back to Kovalev. I, I think that, um, I think that, 
I think that he would have realised that he had an opportunity to maybe kill the fight uh, early on, especially in that um, the second round when he knocked him down. Yes. And Ward was clearly struggling at that particular point. But um, I, I, I'd spoken to, about it with one of my friends, and this is just my very rudimentary uh, knowledge of boxing. But, you know, Kovalev has always been one who likes to walk into his opponent as he's actually hitting them. And then he resets back to the center of the ring. And the thing being that it seemed that he'd hit Ward and then almost hesitated when going for the kill, whereas uh, as Ward was against the ropes. And I think that there was probably a missed opportunity and he probably would have felt that. Uh, as, you know, one of the things he did at the end of the fight is, look, uh, look at me, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. But it wasn't about that. He lost out on points because, obviously, Ward hit the better percentages, maybe not the, 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 the numbers, but definitely the percentages of, of, of blows. And I think that he'd want to write that. And he knows that he has the power to actually knock him down. So I think that maybe he'll be a little bit more efficient in the rematch. Oh, interesting points there, Cedric. So thank you very much. Um, um, if you can stay on the line, uh, we're going to be discussing Waters versus Lomachenko later on. But we're going to switch to another call caller. So um, thank you very much, Cedric. Um, and 081-081, we are coming out to you now. Hi, 081. Hello, how are you doing? Hi, who am I speaking to? Uh, you're speaking to Nicholas. Hi, Nicholas. How, how, are you? how are you this evening? I'm all right. How are you guys? Yeah, good, good. Nicholas from last week? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's Good, right. good. We like to hear that repetition. Yeah, just uh, just to remember, I think you were saying uh, you wanted, you thought Ward was going to win last week, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, that's how I saw the fight was going to happen. Uh, i got to say, um, it happened more or less the way I saw it. Uh, even though I was a little bit surprised, I thought that it would be close. I didn't think it would be that close. Uh, you know, so uh, definitely, I give I give Kovalev a lot more props after the fight because um, I knew that he had the power. I knew that he could hurt him, and um, you know, and I did think that the only way he could beat him was by knocking him down. But I thought that basically when Ward would suss him up and you know adapt to his style. That he will be more dominant than, than you know, more dominant towards the end of the fight. So even though Ward did come back and win, it was pretty, pretty, pretty tight. Yeah. But, but you know. Oh, okay. So. In in terms of styles, uh, Nicholas, whose style do you think dominated this fight? I mean, do you think Kovalev fought his normal fight, or would you say this is how Ward normally fights? And would that, would that be uh, one way of looking at who actually won this fight? Well, the thing is, I think that, you know, um, Kovalev, Kovalev just fought his fight. And he probably hasn't come across a uh, fighter who can adapt to other styles mm -hmm. as good as Ward does. And I think that's where, that's why was that, that's where his downfall came. Because Ward, was, Ward obviously struggled the first few rounds. Yeah. Right? Obviously with the knockdown and everything. But to me, how I saw it is after he knocked down and after he waved... He way past the, the way past the difficult second round. After the third round, to me, like from from the fourth round onwards, he stepped up again, and he kind of sussed him out. And I think Ward is one of those fighters, that, similar to Mayweather in a sense that they need a few rounds to fill out the other the opponent. Yep. Once they do, then they decide, okay, which style am I going to attack him on? Am I going to go with him this way? or Am I going to go with him that way? And I think once Ward did that, 
especially from the fifth round to me, I think he really stepped up a gear. And Kovalev, to me, didn't seem like he had another gear. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's how I... That's why I saw that Kovalev, you know, the style, he, he didn't have a plan B, basically. No Wallace, plan B. Ward has a plan B, C, and D. So, and that, that, that's, that's why I eventually won him the fight, because... And that's why he's so great, would you not agree, Nicholas? That's why he's respected as, looking at, as being a powerful pound and a technically gifted fighter. 100%, 100%. And that's why, because um, even the way, the way he beat him... It's not the way he won a lot of other fights that he won previously. Yep. And you know, he and he was given a lot of heavy blows towards the end, which is not really a start. His style was he, even though he was working the jab as he usually does and gets his point with the jabs, but a lot of those body shots really, really hurt Kovalev. And I think that's what slowed him down in the later stages. Definitely. Not a lot of people are really seeing that, but I saw a lot of body blows on the. <laughs> <in> the <later laughs> so Nicholas, sorry to cut you, but uh, we've got a few other callers. But I do appreciate you calling calling in. Um, more than welcome to stay on the line and join us for the conversation around Lomachenko and Waters. But we're going to be coming out to the, another caller. So double seven two, double seven two. We will be coming out to you now. Hello. Yeah, hi. Hello. Hi there. Who, who am I speaking with? Um, Gary Logan. Hi, Gary Logan. Good, thank you for calling in. The the Gary Logan, it's, a, it's an honour. Gary, we're discussing the Ward versus Kovalev fight, as you would have been listening. Yeah, I've been to. listening. I've been listening. What's your, what, so tell me your thoughts on the fight. Um, It was... I You know, it's so funny. Um, people that don't... People that tend to um, pay attention to so-called big fights and big events... Um, some of them who don't know boxing as well as obviously that we do, um, they were a little bit not, they weren't, uh, how can I say, they weren't blown away by the fight. Mm -hmm. But for me, as a purist, with the two stars that were coming together on that night, I was absolutely uh, enthralled to see who would be able to employ the better game plan. I knew that Kovalev was a better boxer than many people gave him credit for. And he certainly showed that in the early rounds. Just the way he was fainting, the way that sometimes he would lead Andre into uppercuts, like would sometimes land and very often later in the fight, miss. Um, led me to believe so. The way that he leans in with his right hand and comes back with a jab very quickly. Just does a lot of kind of things. And plus his coach is a really good coach. John David Jackson's a really good coach. So um, I wasn't disappointed in the fight in any way. Um, and it it didn't go the way I thought it would initially go. I thought that Andre would win it's a lot clearer, but I still had him winning. Okay. And do you have the point, your scorecard? I had one, 115-113. So it was pretty close. Pretty but close. you know what? As I, said, as I said to everyone, and I mean, some you know, some of these people on Twitter and, and on Facebook, they've been losing their minds. It's <laughs> like they must have caught. Ward, it's like they must have called Ward in bed with their sister or something. <laughs> or the mother, maybe. Like, really, get over it. Get yeah. over it. It was a close fight. And when they said 114, I said, yeah, that's pretty much close. That's pretty much close to what I've got. Mm -hmm. And if they'd have raised Kovalev's hand, I wouldn't have been screaming. Because yeah. it was that close a fight. Yeah. It was that. It was so much down to interpretation. But the fellow that um, spoke just before me, he nailed it. He knows boxing. He was seeing what I was seeing. That the body shots 
from round nine, where the body shots that started playing from around round five onwards had taken their toll. And not only the body shots had taken their toll, the fact that um, Kovalev had decided, because Kovalev's cabinet decided to negate um, Ward's inside work by holding and wrestling. Now, he's never ever done that, Kovalev, in any of his fights before, because he's been busy battering guys at range. He's been busy battering guys at range. This time he couldn't even land on Ward so much. So, obviously, when Ward got inside and wanted to do his work, Kovalev then negated it by wrestling with him. But that's very fatiguing, especially when Ward's still getting through with body shots. 100%. So that's another thing that I don't think a lot of people, and this is no disrespect, right, to most people. Boxing has a lot of fans, but boxing doesn't have a lot of people that know boxing. Mm. Yeah? People that know boxing were the people that were involved in boxing. And that's no disrespect. Because, like, I've got a lot of Premier Football friends, Premiership Football friends. When I stand and talk to them about football, I realise I don't know football like how I think I know football. <laughs> Very good point. You understand? And that's the real. That's the real. Boxing relies on fanaticism. Football relies on fanaticism. People being a fanatic about the sport. Without, without the man in the street, the games don't survive. But just because you've got an opinion doesn't mean that it's well in, it's as informed as somebody that's lived it. It's, it just can't be. When I want my car fixed, I don't go to a plumber. <laughs> that old adage. Yeah. So I think, Gary, uh, Dinez, one of our panels, got a, a question for you. Hey, Gary. Well, with that being said, uh, obviously here we know Gary Logan knows boxing. So I would ask you... But that second round is what people that think Kovalev won usually point to. That mm. that was the game changer there, right? He got a ten eight round there on all three scorecards. Yeah. But because yeah. of that, do you think in the rematch that we're anticipating, I think it's fair to say we're anticipating that rematch, do you think Kovalev's gonna come looking for not only the knockout, he's been in his yeah. view, he's been knocked over by the judges. He's gonna come out looking for the knockout. Is he gonna mm. come with a style where he's, you know, I mean, if he knocked Ward down a second time in this fight, surely yeah. there would be no debate here and Kovalev would have no won. But the fact is, and as if you follow me on Twitter and Facebook, I hate if, I hate would have, I hate could have, I hate <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've seen that before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why we need the trilogy. They no ifs, no buts. It gets me mad. It gets me mad. They <laughs> yeah. are irrelevant. He it's didn't. He had an opportunity yes. to keep landing on Ward. He didn't take it. Yeah. Third round, Ward won. Ward got back into the fight in as early as the third round. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So then after that, by rounds by around round six onwards, six or seven onwards, Kovalev is throwing punches in fours and fives. You can watch it again, and he's missing <laughs> fours and fives. And he's fatiguing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that he didn't land, and they were rounds that were very close. And you could say as a champion because he's still throwing lots of shots, and he might miss three or four, Ward might hit him with one jab, then it all, it's all down to interpretation. Yep. It really is. But the fact is, as the guy said, oh, the guy before, the African said, oh, if he'd have steamed in, who knows what would have happened. But the fact is, is that he didn't, and you've got he Only he will know why he didn't, because we've seen that in plenty of his other fights, where when he got someone hurt, he is one of the most devastating punches in the world. Yep. I truly believe it's because he had 
he realised he couldn't hit Andre as easily as he thought he could. Hey, so, Gary, just a question for you. Um, and obviously, you touched on uh, Kovalev's coach, uh, John David Dax Jackson. Mm. He is respected. You know, he's got a lot of other fighters yeah. in his stable. But I'm going to say, from my point of view, I wasn't impressed with what I saw from the corner yeah. in between rounds. I didn't hear his voice. I didn't feel that he kind of yeah. gave him any energy. And in the contrast, you look at Virgil. There's something, there's something not this, as good as John David Jackson is. There's something not right with the camp, and I know it's that around about a third or fourth round. Yep. Kovalev was listening to a Russian guy in his exactly. corner more than he was listening to Don David Jackson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah? In the Hopkins fight, we heard John David Jackson's voice a lot. Mm. For some reason, there's something not gone on, something not gone right in the camp, and the winner on that night, as well as Andre Wood, was Virgil Hunter, who. I thought was amazing. I thought the way that he brought Andre back into the fight. He spoke to Andre in a way that only only a man that has a close and trusting relationship with a fighter can do because I've had fighters in the past where if you raise your voice to them, they clam up, they shut up. Yeah. And I mean, they shut up actually performing. It shuts them down. Yeah. Whereas Andre's a real man and he took, man, he was a man tool that Virgil Hunter gave him. He was like, why'd you get off the game plan? What's the matter with you? Yeah. This is not the way I plan the fight. Follow our dreams. This is what we came here for. <laughs> yeah, this is what we came here for. Yeah. And uh, that told me that Andre tried to go in too soon. Yeah. You know, they, they, I think the fight was scripted that they was going to let Andre start coming on when he did, which was round four to five onwards. You know? Um, yeah, I thought Virginia was um, overwhelming and I thought John David Jackson had a really bad night at the office. Gary, can I just ask a quick, quick question? Um, what did you think of Dan Raphael and uh, some of the scoring in America by uh, 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 Harold Edmund, etc.? I've, I've, I've never respected Dan Raphael ever. I think a lot of people think that. Any, any reason? You want to give us any indication? Nothing? I, he, I swear I he was a former boxer. Butterbean? I, I don't think he's a good enough journalist. I don't think he knows enough about the game. I think he's a um, journalist that lucked into boxing. Yeah. There's plenty of them. There's plenty of guys that have gone to journalist school. They don't really know about the subject they're talking about, but they choose to cover it. And all of a sudden, they're making a living out of it. Yeah. But okay. he's, no, he's no doyen. He doesn't know the game. He's never been around real people that fight. He, yeah. You know what the problem is? He's not been around enough knowledgeable people yeah. for him to learn from. Yeah. And that's the problem with journalists. I, I find that with a lot of journalists, they don't, they should have, what journalists should do, they should attach themselves to guys that have lived a life. Yeah. Mm, to get a brand understanding. understanding. And I'm not saying all journalists don't do that, because I know a fair few that do. Mm. But he is certainly one of them. And I find he's, I find his journalism quite vulgar. I find it um, quite dismissive of fighters' abilities yeah. and what fighters go through to be fighters. Yeah. You know? I really resent people that say, who've never ever boxed, that say, yeah, he can fight, and he can't fight, and he's rubbish, and he's good. What do you know? What do you know about the nuances? You know? And yeah. I thought, you know, a good friend of mine, Spencer Spearin, always said, until he meets someone, when, when he thinks a man is trained, they say, yeah, yeah, Andy Joshua's this, and Andy Joshua's a dog bollocks, and I ain't shit, I'm not, sorry, I'm not crapping on Andy Joshua, he's a really good fighter. Yeah. But I'm just using him as an example now. You talk to the man in the street, 
Anthony Joshua is all they know. They go on like there was never a Mike Tyson. Yeah. They go on like there was never an Evander Holyfield. And you say to them, well, he doesn't do this quite well enough. They go, nah, nah, he's got a win, and he, you know, and you're like, wow. Yeah. Do you, know, do you actually know the nuances of a left jab? You know, no. could you explain to me now what a left jab is, how I use it? Is there different ways I can use it? If you can't do that, then you don't know boxing. Yeah. And that's a, those are very that's valid true. points. Very valid points there, Gary. So, Gary, we've got a few other callers on the line. I'm very pleased that you could call in. Um, we're going to be discussing yeah, man, the matchroom card and the Lomachenko Waters fight. So, if you're, ha yeah. you're happy to stay on the line, and we'll definitely come back to you again soon. But do appreciate you calling in and uh, giving this platform the, yeah, the needed lucky publicity. Lucky because it's Thanksgiving, Gay, and I always watch NFL football. <laughs> <laughs> Gary. Thank you for calling in. Cheers, cheers mate. Okay, cheers. So we're going to be coming out to 985. 985 on the list. We're coming out to you. Hello there. Hi, 985. Who are we speaking with? We're speaking to Daniel Appia. Hi, Daniel. How are you doing? Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Hendon in northwest London. Just at, just at work at the minute and uh, just tuning into your show, which I have to congratulate you guys on. Which Thank I you. think is absolutely fantastic. Perfect. So, Daniel, did you watch the Andre Ward Kovalev fight last week? Yes, I did. I had the um, I had the I had the privilege to watch um, such a such a great contest, which I was looking forward to yep. for quite a while. So, and yeah. What I was did who that. did you th yep. who did you predict to win, and who did you think won? I predicted Ward to win. Yep. Um, and. I think this is an absolutely fantastic achievement by Ward. I, I, Ward won, to me, hands down. Yeah. Um, I watched the, I watched the, I watched the fight and um, the highlights. I missed the fight, the actual fight live. I watched the highlights the next morning, mm -hmm. and I thought that Kovalev got robbed because I only saw a bit of the fight. I fell asleep again. But yeah. I, then after that, I saw the fight clearly. The full fight, no commentary, nothing to sway me. I watched the full fight with no commentary, and to me. After maybe the third round, from the fourth round to the end, Ward grew in confidence and mm -hmm. controlled the fight. Mm -hmm. Like a champion does, got knocked down, got up, and he even knocked Kovalev down later yeah. on. Yeah, I think it was a bit of push and shoving, but yeah, he showed his strength. Mm -hmm. Exactly. He weren't getting bullied. Kovalev yeah. was on his ass yeah. for a split second, <laughs> and he, got, he, was he was rattled. Ward won hands down, simple. And if they have a rematch... Ward will win again. Okay. And if they have another rematch, Ward will win, Ward will win again. It'll so Ward's got his number. Thing. Ward's got his number. Ward's got Kovalev in his pocket. <laughs> he's got him in his pocket. Yes. I like that. Ward, he's got him in his pocket. No. Come on. Yeah. I mean... his he grew. He, as the fight got on, he grew. Yeah. Kovalev, Kovalev didn't have the energy, the fitness. He had nothing. He didn't have a patch on him. Dan, I've got to say, I love the passion, mate. This so, is... Daniel, well, you're speaking to well, Dinaz, who's a Kovalev, who believe Kovalev won. Is it? Is it Vinaz? Is that the name? Dinaz, yeah, Dinaz. Vinaz, yeah. nice to meet you, mate. Good I to just, meet you, Dan. Just, that's how I feel. Yeah, nice to meet you, mate. I've heard so much that like, everyone's got their own opinion about the fight, saying Kovalev got robbed. To me, he weren't in it. After He smelt blood when he knocked him down, hmm. and he should have he should have capitalised and knocked him out. He, yeah. he should have capitalised and knocked him out. That's what he should have. That's what he should have done. And he didn't. And he lost the fight. And he's there saying after the fight, this that he got robbed by American. No, 
had the chance to win, you win. No excuse. To yeah. me, Ward, hands down, champion, great champion, and that's it. Ward won, fair and square. And if they rematch again, it'll be the same. It'll be the same outcome. Trust me. Daniel, it's NM. Um, I, I, I completely Hello, agree with what you're saying. You know, I think um, yeah. by the third or fourth, fourth round, Ward had walked out, worked out Kovalev. Um, I think in a rematch, it'll be even easier. Um, and, and the reason we say this as well is because, you know, one thing we have to like congratulate Ward for, he didn't get knocked down a second time. Yeah. You know, Kovalev has KO'd most of, you know, practically every single one of his opponents, and he didn't do that to Ward a second yeah. time. And yeah. he adjusted. Yeah. And the next fight, I think, you know, Kovalev, you know, Ward has worked out the range that he needs to fight at. You know, he knows how to get into Kovalev's head. And, yeah, and he's done, done a yeah. fantastic job. Yeah, I will say yeah. this, um, and Daniel, if you listen last week, you may, last week I had picked Ward to win, um, but I did feel yeah. it was a true 50 um, 50. Yeah. I have to say, depending on Kovalev's mindset, I still think it can be 50 50 because if Kovalev just says, I can't, I cannot beat this guy on points, it's impossible, so I'm going for yeah. the knockout. And he hunts him down the way he did in the first and second round and just piles the pressure. I think it makes another interesting fight. And this is why, you know, going back to your point, it was a great contest. There was no way it was a robbery because it was so close between people yeah. that are in the industry, promoters, boxers, said either fighter won it. So, you know, I, I think this is the fight that has grabbed... You know, the guy who doesn't always watch all of the fights, the guy who's been maybe put off by Mayweather's star and his dominance, I think he this this yeah. fight has brought those kind of fans back to boxing. So, um, so Daniel, thank you very much for calling. We're going to move on to another no. caller now. Um, but, yeah, really do appreciate your call, and uh, we'll speak soon. So we're going out to 036-036. You're on the line. Hello, who's speaking? Hello. Hello, my name's Mohammed. I'm calling from, uh, from Essex. Hi, Mohammed. How are you doing? Hi, Mohammed. You're right, mate. Yeah, well, thank you. Well, thank you. Well done with the the show, boys. I'm tuning in for the first time today, but interesting fight on the weekend, so I thought I'd call in. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, what do you think about um, fans saying this was a robbery and um, the kind of criticism they're making regarding uh, the three American judges? Do you think Kathy Duva dropped the ball? You know, I don't think it was a robbery at all. I think he could have gone either way. When when I when I was listening for the judges come up, I thought it was a, it was a very very close fight. I thought um, if it went to Kovalev, uh, I wouldn't have been disheartened and said that it was a robbery. It obviously went towards. It was a very close fight. So I think the people who are saying it was a robbery and stuff don't really know what they're kind of getting themselves into when you're saying remarks like that. And I think Gary Logan said the remark. People don't know s about boxing. I think he's touching on Roger Mayweather there and his famous quote, but. From where I saw it, um, I think Ward. I think a lot of people have shared that same view here. I think Ward kind of took control after the fourth or fourth or sixth round, kind of started kind of taking control of the fight, etc. But to be honest, I was more amazed at how Ward kind of let himself into the second round, into that kind of that situation. So yeah, I was a bit disappointed at how Ward kind of approached it. But again, like the gentleman before, a true a true champion actually kind of sees his way through and kind of uh, adapts to the fight. No, 100% there. That's, that's a good point. I mean, you sp you spoke on his heart uh, that, that Ward showed and, you know, he really, f we say figured out Kovalev's game plan, but in fact, he implemented what he wanted to do a lot more. So that was really interesting. So, um, Mohammed, in terms of a rematch, do you want to see a rematch and who wins? Yeah, 
I, th- I would love to see a rematch. I think in the next rematch, I think Wards is far too clever. I think I think that's the worst kind of performance I've seen Wards kind of being in. Do you know what I mean? It, it, I, I don't know. Maybe that's a bit too far saying that. But I, I think it's a valid point. Win. I think I think I don't know. If you look at Ward previously before, one of the main things that I saw was when Ward jumped into that ring. My God, like cover level was huge. I know. Like, that was that was a big jump for him. So understandably, when Kovalev was leaning all over him and stuff, that could have taken something out of it. But the, one of the best performances I've seen, I've seen Ward is when he fought Proch. Now, all right, a couple of years ago, etc. that, but very, very disciplined mm-hmm. and very, very stuck to the game plan. But what happened, this, like, it was just a bit of like heart and passion. And him kind of getting caught with that knockdown was like, wow, right? did that really happen to a Virgil Hunter fighter? Do you know what I mean? Someone who's kind of, that's his prodigy. Do you know what I mean? The Ward's, Everyone's gone to Virgil Hunter because they've seen how Ward is so tight with his defence and etc. like that. And it was just a bit shocking to see him go down. That's what captivated yeah. me and captivated a lot of my friends when they're watching the fight. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we've also got to bear in mind, Mark. I mean, this is uh, his full fight coming out from the super middleweight division. You know, because of his exceptional yeah. talent. You know, this guy's been putting a lot of pressure to move up. You know, something that we haven't seen being applied to Triple G, for example. You know, and yeah. this guy, you know, he got knocked down once. Yeah, but you know, one thing is Kovalev's got clear size advantage, in my opinion. You can see it. It was, is, you know, you can, it's visible. Um, but you know, Kovalev's knocked out all other light heavyweights practically. So that in itself just yeah. shows the, the talent of the guy. And, yeah, no, def, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with that. I think it was it was quite smart how how obviously Andre Ward kind of grew into the fight and stuff. But again, that's a true champion. That's someone who's developing themselves into the fight and adapting. But one thing I want to say, what's going to happen with Adonis? Like, Adonis is calling out everyone here, there and everywhere. I think he's the chump in that, in, in that, that lightweight, well, that weight category. So what do you guys think about that? What, what do you think that Kovalev goes? Does he fight Ward for a rematch? Or do you think he goes straight into Stevenson and kind of deal with him? So I think in terms of Ward, he's already made some comments around Stevenson and effectively dismissing him. Um, so I think... Does that fight happen straight away? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I think the the fight that could happen if a rematch rematch doesn't take place straight away, I could see Kovalev actually maybe putting a bit of a, a bid burst or offering a, a good amount of money to Stevenson for that fight so that he has a belt and then his bargaining yeah. power to chase down Ward to do a full unification yeah. is, is a lot stronger. Um, I really yeah. hope Ward takes this rematch straight away because I think there's, whatever we say, you know, the boxing community us is split. So I think he, I hope he takes this straight away. What do you think? Yeah, I think, I think it'll be a great fight going on. I think Ward will be far more smarter yes. I think, than the next one. Very, very tactical. I don't think he'll be as close as this one was, but... To be honest, I, uh, I think Ward is in a, an era or kind of a division where I don't think his greatness will be shown. Do you know what I mean? Arthur Kovalev and Stevenson, who else is there for Ward to fight? What else is there for him to do? Do you know what I mean? Like, where, where do you think the division goes after this? I think, Inam, what do you think? Well, well me personally, yeah. I think that just pushes the idea of a trilogy even further because I know it's... Um, a bit preemptive to be talking about a trilogy before the second fight's even been even announced. But I think that's what we need in boxing. We need more of these series like Marquez, Pacquiao, like um, Hearns, Robinson. Back in the old days, that's how they used to do it. There was always a rematch. Because we don't even know. It could come out next week that 
um, Wardwell suffering from an injury or, yep. you know, I never like when they announce those things after the fight and yes. I'm sure the fighters feel the same. But that's why it's so interesting that we see a rematch, that we, we see how these guys, these two great fighters that um, yeah. arguably are top of their division, they're, they're, how do they adjust? What does Virgil Hunter say to Ward going forward? So, Mohammed, sorry, sorry to have to cut you. We've got a couple of callers in the line. Um, but I appreciate you calling in. Again, thanks for listening and, and, and dialing up um, and hope to be speaking to you in the future. Mowry, thank you very much, boys. Thank, thank you. Take care. So we're now going out to zero, sorry, 855-855. We're coming out to you. Hello? Raps on TV. Hello. Hi, who's speaking? Hi, it's Aziz speaking. Hi, Aziz. How are you doing? I'm all right. Finally got through. Sorry to keep you waiting. We've got a few people on the line. So uh, it's a hot line this, e- this evening. Um, but we're here talking about the Ward Kovalev fight. Aziz, did you watch this fight? Uh, to be honest, I didn't actually see it, but um, you know, I was just listening to like friends talk about it. Okay. And uh, yeah, just want to, just before I got into boxing, yeah, just want to say you guys are really doing a good job. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Appreciate that. And uh, for someone like me, you know, I, I, obviously I watch boxing, yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm not actively involved in it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yes. A casual fan. Yeah, <laughs> but that's not as an insult and casual no, fan no, but yeah. I, I myself was a casual fan until very recently I, there's nothing wrong with being a casual yeah, fan yeah. you you watch the big fights you, you enjoy yeah. questioning yeah. about boxing yeah good yeah absolutely you know I just I just like the hyper buttons like, one thing I don't really like though, is you know that sort of hype you get and then you and the actual fight comes on and then I'm kind of disappointed about it mm. do you know what I mean I want like you know it's cool pound to pound, pound for pound or whatever it's called yeah I will say this is these and I'm, sorry, carry on. Say that again. No, continue. Yeah, I just get. Do you know what I mean? I want like proper, bo- you know, the way boxing used to be back in the days, like you know, Tyson and stuff. You know, they come, they put a heart into it, and then they make him, you know, very entertaining. But nowadays, yeah, I just see people not putting their heart to it. Yeah. It's like you're just thinking about the money and they're thinking, okay, I know. I'm. Uh, what's that other fighter the other day, the other day that I was There's been some instance in the past. And I mean, I think in terms of boxing and how it's appealing to the mass masses out there, I think start watching it a bit more and understand some of the technical abilities of these fighters. Um, I do appreciate you want to see blood and guts and gore, but you do find you see that more on the lower or the, the wrongly opposed uh, fight. So you, it's a mismatch or two fighters that are not of the highest calibre. I think if you look in history, um, even if you go to uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, Hagler, you know, these top fights, um, you know, even Lewis uh, Holyfield, I'm sorry, Lewis Tyson, they go to the later rounds. And that's because they're on edge. Both fighters have a reputation. They do not want to lose. And in their mind, they're thinking, you know what? I've, 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 I know the hype about this guy. I'm jumping into the ring with him. So they stand off and are a bit cagey, but they are engaging at a, probably a bit more of a technical level, you know. So when you see a fighter throwing three hooks, and you just think, what's that? What is he doing? That's nothing. Um, you've got to understand that he's opened up 
the, the opposition fighter to get those shots in. And those are the little, you know, as our earlier caller said, the nuances that you need to pay attention to. But definitely, um, I, I, we take that on board. Um, and thanks for calling, Aziz. Um, so keep on, keep on the line and we're going to be moving to another caller. Cheers. So we're going out to 010. 010. It's your time to talk. Hello, hello, hi, hi guys. Hi, who who's on? Who's this? It's Solomon. Solomon on the line. Hi, Solomon. How are you doing? So, Solomon, no, you watched I'm the Ward Kovalev fight? Yes, I did. I did manage to watch the fight. Uh, I have to say, this fight's taken up most of my week, arguing with people. Yeah. Uh, day after day, I'll get another another one coming along who thinks Kovalev won the fight by a mile. Uh, and it's the usual conversation you have with people who don't watch boxing so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the people like us, you know, we probably watch the sport a bit more closer than other people. And I can understand that, but I think the whole social media uh, outrage is just, to be honest, I've just decided to stop listening to it and stop watching it now because it just got boring. Um, I've looked at the fight. I've watched the fight a few times now, actually. I watched it the first time. When I was watching it live, to be fair. I was shocked early on when Ward went down. I always, and but having said that, the first round, Kovalev caught, caught Ward with a jab, yep. and he kind of shook him. And I thought to myself, hold on a minute, that power is definitely there. He can feel that, and it kind of worried me as a Ward fan because I'm not going to lie, I didn't watch it as a Ward fan. And usually, when you're a fan of one fighter, you tend to give them the closer rounds. And I think that's probably why I did the first time I watched it because I had Ward winning by about three, two, at least three rounds. Watching it back and giving some of the rounds back to Kovalev where they were a bit close, and I thought, okay, let's just let's give him that round. Just I still have Ward coming out one round on top. So yeah. with it all said and done, if you've got Kovalev winning by a round, I don't mind that. But to say it's robbery is just crazy. And I don't know what you guys think about the whole uh, calling it robbery. And, you know, you're just making a mock of a big fight in boxing where I know the judges generally do bad, and we had a fight on the night, which was really bad in terms of judging. But with that one, I think it was very close. Uh, I think the whole hype about... The bad decision needs to needs to just go away now, and I think they should just get on with the rematch. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there, Salman. Um, I personally had it for Kovalev, but you hit the nail on the head. It was so close. It's a matter of a round, maybe two rounds, that decides the the contest. So um, yeah, it's interesting. We both have different um, um, opinions on the outcome of the fight, but we agree that it was so close, and a robbery is really far fetched at this point. So, Salmon. Because yeah, I went back and looked at some of the stats of the fight, and it's interesting. And I know boxing, like you know, boxing is much more than just punches landed, for example. But when you do look at punches landed by round, it's six rounds each. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you look, and then obviously with the, and then so just you know, just as a basic stat, which doesn't tell you everything, but just as a basic stat, six rounds each. And you, when you get a robbery, it's much wider than that. Robbery is something like Bradley Pacquiao one, for example. That's what for you call sure. a robbery. Yeah. You know, um, in this case, it wasn't a robbery. Um, looking forward, I have to say I agree with some of the guys who called in earlier. I can't see Kovalev beating him, even in a rematch. I just think he caught Ward early on. Ward was shocked to the power a little bit. I, I still think Ward's a little bit ring rusty over the time he's had off. Kovalev's been really active, dominating in the division. Uh, the size difference was apparent in the ring. And I think when you take all that into account, Ward is going to be much more stronger come second time round. He's going to expect. He's going to be expecting that power. He knows if Kovalev decides to use that Sambo wrestling on the inside, he will tire again. 
So I just can't see what, how Kovalev can adjust to beat him um, unless he catches him and knocks him out. And even then, to be fair, I thought, it, you know, Ward mentioned that he wasn't hurt with the punch and stuff. I, I did think it was quite a, a, a decent knockout in the sense that I don't think it was just a flush knockdown. I think he did get caught. But he just managed, he managed to get over it. And that makes me think he can certainly take the punch. And uh, I do reckon the, uh, the rematch will be quite one, uh, much more one-sided. I think Ward won quite easily. But in all honesty... I'd actually prefer, prefer if both fighters had a different fight each before they went back for a rematch. Yeah, good I know contractually that that's not what it's uh, set down in the contract, but if they both agreed to it, I would like to see Kovalev fight Adonis Stevenson, and Ward would have to then also have a fight to stay busy. And I, as much as I don't you know, particularly want to see the fight, I don't mind him fighting Nathan Cleverly. I don't mind him fighting a guy like that where you know he'll win, but they give him a chance to sort of, uh, you know, uh, get into the division a little bit more, uh, get rid of that ring rust on, go a few rounds. And then, the same way they both can pick up some more belts. I know he's only a regular belt with Cleverly, but maybe a cold can get a Donis' belt. And then they can fight again with every single belt on the line. And I think it would be a much bigger fight. No, 100%. So, listen, Suleiman, thank you very much for calling. Um, we're going to be moving on to another topic now. So, um, we're going to discuss that topic, but stay on the lines and we'll come back to the phone lines to get some, some commentary. So, guys, um, we can see or we know that this Saturday uh, we're going to have the big matchroom card, Big City Dreams. Uh, Katie Taylor's headlining. Aha Davis is the main, is the, on the co, co main event. Um, Inam, do you want to just tell us about the D- Davis Scarpa fight briefly? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, um, been following O'Hara Davis for a while now. Um, uh, you know, amazing story, amazing background. How he's got into boxing. You know, the kind of issues he's had in his life. Um, yeah, and I was just uh, really rooting for the guy. You know, you know, this this is. I mean, he's on the edge of uh, becoming a star. You can see Matchroom really behind him, really trying to starting to promote him now. Um, you know, he's got a really really strong KO KO ratio, um, and I, I I just think it's, it's going to be a late stoppage. Yep. Yeah. Late stoppage. Late stoppage. Yeah. So we're going to have a new. So he's going to potentially come to be. He's going to be the silver lineal champion. WBC. Right? Yeah. Uh, silver, silver belt. Yeah. And what do you make of Scarpa as his opponent? Um, you think is is in terms of his caliber. You know, do you think he stands any chance to cause an upset? You know, he's slightly taller. The reach could it play into his hands? I don't know if you saw the press conference footage, but he he really seems up for it. Any chance for him at all? Uh, I, I don't think so. And uh, you know, this way O'Hara, O'Hara was saying the press conference as well. He's got he's got this guy's number, you yeah. know. And uh, I, I, th- I think he will probably dominate this fight. Yeah. You know, I think O'Hara is uh, probably a few levels above uh, John Wayne Hibbert, who was um, Scarpa's previous uh, opponent, who Scarpa knocked down. Perfect. Um, and also on that card, we have uh, Katie Taylor. So that's Matchroom's first uh, women's uh, professional bout um, that they're going to be televising, um, especially as the main uh, event, which I think this shows the kind of progress that we're making within boxing, not just for males, but also for females. Last weekend, we had Clarissa Shields in probably the most entertaining fight of the night outside of the ward cover live um she won her, her her fight by decision um really entertaining so i really hope that we get to see more um, and we get to see a lot more ca- good caliber boxers within the women's divisions so quickly moving on um we're going to be discussing the lomachenko versus Walter, waters fight so this is where we have the ukrainian i won't call him a beast 
Um, but we have seen that he definitely passes the eye test. For me, this is a fight that has probably been boiling up. Uh, Lomachenko has been wanting to take on the big boys. And Walters, for whatever reasons, had kind of delayed this fight. They say it's money. I do think in Walters' mind, he's thinking this guy is offering me a fight and he's four fights into his career. I'm 25 plus into my career. You know, I'm the A side. And I think it was a bit of the uh, egos at war here. So in terms of this fight, um, Lomachenko versus Waters, you know, are you excited for this fight in you know? I am. Um, and um, it's, it's, it's almost like the equivalent of uh, the Kovalev, Kovalev and Ward fight in the sense that you've got a big big puncher in uh, Nicholas Waters versus mm-hmm. Supreme Techn- Technician. So, I mean, I look at it quite in quite similar terms. Uh, I mean, uh, if you look at Walters, Kiyoroshko or something like... Um, Walters is uh, high. Is in the 80s, 8% KO ratio, you know. Easily, yeah. Um, so 78. Uh, 78%, yeah. So, I mean, I think I think the fight will probably pan out quite similar to the Ward versus Kovalev fight. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Walters got a massive reach advantage over... <clears throat> Over Lomachenko, so um, Lomachenko would have to take that into account. I think he's going to have to, keep, you know, really work on it. What kind of range he fights uh, at? Eight-inch reach advantage. Eight-inch reach advantage. Uh, yeah, you know. So, yeah, and I think I think what's going to happen is um, Lomachenko will probably be cashing Waters quite frequently, yeah. and in the late rounds, I think that's probably going to tire Waters out. And I'm going for a late stoppage by Lomachenko. By, by Lomachenko yeah. Perfect, Dinaz. Even if you don't give, want to give a summary, do you want to say who you see? Who I mean. That fight? It's definitely Waters is definitely not a pushover yeah. for Lomachenko, but we we do expect him to win. Um, it'll be good to see how that fight turns out and what's next for him. But let's not get ahead of ourselves like yeah. we did <laughs> last, yeah, like week. last week. You don't want to be called Mystic D. Yeah, I want so to I'm keep gonna, my title. <laughs> I'm going to quickly go out to the phone lines. If you are listening, and um, we're going to keep it brief because we do not have too much time left in terms of broadcast. So I'm coming out to five six one, and I believe that's Cedric. Hi, Cedric. Do you want to just quickly touch on the Lomachenko-Waters fight and give us your prediction? Um, I've basically, I didn't know too much about Lomachenko before um, this week. And I'm genuinely excited to see someone with his skill set, his footwork, actually get in the ring and fight someone who, like like Waters, was um, a brutal puncher, it seems. So in my mind, I'm probably going to go with Lomachenko because what I've seen of him looks really impressive. Perfect. No, thank you very much for for your call. Um, and I'm gonna go back to Gary. Gary, we see that you're still on the line. Hi, Gary. Yeah, hey. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here, mate. So, so just a quick one. We're gonna be we're talking on Lomachenko's waters. How do you see that fight, and who wins? Uh, tough fight. Um, I would just go with Lomachenko because I mean, great is great, isn't it? I mean, yeah. um, the guy's just been a phenomenal amateur. He's been a very, 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 in such a short space of time, he's already become one of the world's pound-for-pound pound fighters. But in this Jamaican boy, you know, don't don't underestimate him. He, he does whack. He's going to be keen on the fact that he only needs one shot to start landing. Um, Eight-inch reach, eight reach difference is massive, mm-hmm. which means Lomachenko to land is going to have to, you know, as um, he's going to have to get into range. And with, when he gets into range, he's got to bring that chin with him. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, um, you, you can't sleep on this fight. Anything can happen. Um, 
looking at Ward's record, he doesn't tend to knock guys out late. So I think if it's not done by about, if he's not starting nailing Lomachenko by about eight rounds, then you got to say that Lomachenko will go out a, um, a points winner. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to touch on a point you said there, Gary, in terms of this is not a fight to be sniffed at and it is a tough fight. I'm just going to put, a, and this is to the panel as well, I'm just going to put a scenario out there in, we look at Lomachenko, 100%, you know, he's got great movement, you know, his ability to counter shots, he slips really well. There's a part of me that's saying, could Walters be able to stifle him? And the reason I say that is because you look at the Salido fight um, that Lomachenko actually yeah. lost. I think he lost because he wasn't ring smart enough. Granted, it was his second fight, but it wasn't ring smart enough. And then you look at Gary Russell Jr. That was a majority decision that he won, but he went 12 rounds. And when you look at that fight, you know, Russell was able to kind of at times impose his strength, but be active enough to have Lomachenko slightly fighting on the back foot and then countering. Whereas, you know, we've seen some dominating performances for him. So do you think there could be an upset because, you know, if you'd listen to Twitter and Facebook, it's a clean sweep for Lemoncheco. Do you think there's... Yeah, I mean, for me, it's, um, it's definitely Lomachenko's toughest fight to date. Yep. Without a doubt. This guy, this, this kid, he's hungry as well. Yeah. Um, he's really hungry. He, he, he wants, you know, he wants a really big payday. He knows that knocking out Lomachenko guarantees him that. And um, really, um, he really heightens his reputation in boxing. Um He's somewhere in between what Salido did cleverly by smothering um, Lomachenko, mm -hmm. rough Lomachenko up, and um, having sort of... Um, but he hasn't really got Gary Russell's smarts. Yeah. Gary, Gary Russell's a very smart fighter. Waters um, is somewhat a little bit more crude, but very much on the same sort. You know, he's crudely effective. Crudely effective, I should say. So, um, you know, he's got, to, he's got to rely on, I mean, from what I've seen of the pad work, I mean, I see a lot in pad work, he, he does look like he, he wants Lomachenko to come in so that he can unload on Lomachenko as soon as Lomachenko starts letting shots go. The only problem with that is that Lomachenko doesn't stay in one spot long enough yes. after throwing a shot. He tends to use the angles really, really well. <laughs> so it really does depend on how well Walters deals with the angled movement of Lomachenko because Lomachenko basically keeps forcing um, guys to keep resetting by the way that he punches and moves off, punches and angles off. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of questions to be answered. I mean, Gary, very, very quick question. Um, if Lomachenko wins, um, do you yeah. think uh, Top Rank will give him an opportunity to fight for with Pacquiao? And is it potentially a passing of the torch fight? Um, I, I, you know, when I heard that, I was like, well, Pacquiao fights at 147, doesn't he? Exactly. So, he, the lightest he can do is 140, maybe 142. So, Lomachenko going up, what, another 10 pounds? That's insane. That's insane. I just, I can't get my head around that fight. If they were closer in weight, I could. But, is, is Bob Arum saying that? Pacquiao's that far gone, or Lomachenko is already outgrowing the junior lightweight division and he's going to jump two divisions. I don't understand it. And and to um, that point, Gary, you know, I think if you look at 
Bob Arum stable, I would much rather see Crawford versus Pacquiao than yeah. Lomachenko yeah, because exactly. that's going to put question marks on how what type of a catch weight would they fight at. It's going to be in a disadvantage exactly. for one of them. Yeah. So yeah, we don't want to, you know, we've already had particle mention of a exactly. Gregor Mayweather fight. Yeah. We don't want to, we don't want the Lomachenko Pacquiao thing to go down that road. The better fight for me in Pacquiao's future, although it's a fight I think he loses would be Terence Crawford. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lomachenko, there's a lot of good fighters in lightweight. If he's going to go up again, go up to lightweight. Yep. A lot of good fighters in lightweight. And below. I'm sure, yeah. our boy Terry Fallingham would love to have a go with him. 100%. And he's making a defence this weekend as well. Yeah, so. yeah. So, Gary, listen, we're, we're coming towards the end of the show. So, thank you very much for calling in. Um, and yeah. thank you for everybody to calling in. We're going to lead into the wrap-up. So, Gary, take care and we'll, we'll speak Gary, soon. Gary, thank you very much. Thank you very much for calling in. No worries, Cheers, Cheers Gary. Speak to you soon again. So, guys, I think, you know, that's, that's a great, great show. Um, good podcast this session. Um, back to going to the wrap-up. I think, you know, to summarise what happened this weekend, I think I'm going to say boxing is alive again. The reason I'm going to say that is that, you know, the controversial decisions has got a lot of people talking um that wasn't the only fight on the weekend and i'll touch on that later but i think boxing is back because we had clarissa shields fighting now we're moving into this week we've got a big fight um under matchroom frank warren's also got a promotion and within the week we had the deal announced between uh box nation and bt sports which means that boxing is going to be televised and broadcasts to the masses so Enam, what would you quickly say on a wrap-up yeah, I think I'll completely agree with you. It's been, uh, you know, it's, it's, there's been a lot of uh, polarization within the boxing community. You know, it's got people talking. Everyone's talking about the controversy. If they, you know, there's no actual controversy, yeah, but it's, yeah, I would agree. Boxing's back alive. Yeah. Yeah. So to wrap up, I'd say uh, I'll keep it short and sweet. Really, I'm saying I, I want to see a rematch with Kovalev. I want to see it the... before next year, the summer of next year, should I say? Okay. And. Um, I just think uh, this Lomachenko Waters fight, it, it's pretty much in the bag for Lomachenko, and I'm going on a, I'm risking my title there by saying that, but uh, I just point to the fact that Waters hasn't fought in, I think it's about 11 months, maybe yeah. even a year. I've, I've got to double check that, but it'll be interesting to see what kind of challenge. Uh, awaits Lomachenko after yeah. that but yeah that's my wrap up yeah no just to your point Walters hasn't fought since the end of last year so you're definitely right okay. um, on that so one other thing before we go um, to all our listeners we just want to say you know we know boxing is a gruesome sport um, last weekend unfortunately we heard the incident about um, Eddie Gutnick who was uh, admitted to hospital after the George Groves fight. So we're sending our well wishes to him and his family and Mm -hmm. hope he recovers soon. Uh, But on that note, it's Wraps Up, Wraps on TV, and uh, we'll speak to you soon and hope to have you listening next week.